0: Before we get into the episode today, guys, I just want to take a second and thank today's sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by restaurant.com. With restaurant.com, you can save at thousands of restaurants across the country with just a few clicks. Their dining deals range from five dollars all the way to a hundred dollars and they never expire and cost you a fraction of the face value. Dinner has never been easier with restaurant.com, used for dine-in, takeout, or delivery. And right now, restaurant.com is offering our listeners a off of their next purchase by going to www.restaurant.com slash podcast. That's www.restaurant.com slash podcast for 50% off your next purchase. Restaurant.com, the best deal every meal. Go check them out, guys. What's up guys? Thanks for tuning in today for our special edition of the Renegade Standard Podcast. My name is Zach Hernandez and today it'll be me and Matt Llewellyn recapping the 49ers ugly loss on Sunday Night Football to the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Please be advised there is some explicit language in this episode. This was recorded immediately after the game last night, so as you can imagine, uh, emotions were kind of flying high. So if you have children with you or if you choose to not listen to the uh explicit language feel free to turn this off and perhaps listen at another time um if if you do choose to listen to it i hope you guys enjoy this episode go niners and hopefully the next recap we bring you guys will be a lot more joyful and happier because the 49ers will win and that's what we'll be talking about instead of this uh ugly recap so once again thanks for tuning in to the red and gold standard podcast and go niners well, Matt, that was an ugly, ugly loss. And yep. I got to say, you called it on the preview. You said, look, this is what you're going to get out of Nick Mullins. You can't expect him to do too much. Last week against the Giants was kind of an outlier. Don't expect him to do it again. What did you see exactly from him that made it be such a drastic di- uh, difference from the Giants game?
1: Well, I said that the more you see a Nick Mullins, the less you're going to like. And we saw that. Absolutely in spades tonight. Um, Let's just get this out of the way. If you're on Twitter and you're one of the people that were calling for Jimmy Garoppolo's job to go to Nick Mullins, you're an idiot. I've said this from day one. Nick Mullins is a backup quarterback. Okay. Micro Dick Nick showed up tonight and he didn't do anything for this team. Stupid, stupid, stupid plays. People talk about the Jimmy throw. Both of his interceptions were absolutely atrocious. the first one was bad enough. The second one, I mean, that was one of the worst throws I've seen probably in a decade. Mm. Um, The fumble was terrible all night. The offense just looked terrible. And I think that this should put, I don't want to hear any more about Nick Mullins being any, anything other than a backup, anything ever again, ever again. Okay. Now, if you fair. feel that way, if you, you're you still welcome to come here because, you know, we're not going to turn anybody away. We're not, you know, just know that we don't think that your opinion is that good in that case. You know, <laughs> <laughs> no offense, but um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Nick Mullins is garbage. Garbage. I don't want to hear anything else, okay? Nothing else. This was a depleted Eagles team. The 49ers were getting reinforcements. And other than George Kittle, I mean – Nick Mullins couldn't find his ass on a map if you dotted the X's for him. You know what I mean? Like he had nothing going. So this should put to bed. And, you know, I saw everybody on Twitter too that was like, can we put to bed the Nick Mullins thing? No, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. Where were you last week? Where were you last week? You were nowhere. You Johnny-come-latelys. Listen, if you would have listened to me from the beginning, you would have understood, man, we need to get through these weeks with Nick Mullins, you know? And I said it in the preview. I said it. If you don't contain Carson Wentz and you let him get out and make some plays and it gets into an ugly football game, the 49ers could be in trouble. And that's exactly what happened. They couldn't run the ball. They put the ball in Nick Mullins' hands. Nick Mullins made, I mean, terrible throw after terrible throw. The opening drive is a perfect example. Yep. First pass, slant. Kendrick Bourne, way too far in front of him. Like, totally off. Second pass. Kyle Juszczyk maybe has six if you get him that ball wide wide open could make that yep. play. And then you top three turnovers on top of it. No, 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 no. Mm-mm.
0: I thought I thought nope. it was interesting that Kyle came out throwing three passes yeah. in a row in the first drive when I mean I understand the Eagles defensive line is their strength. However, you mm-hmm. have your backup quarterback in there. You can't mm-hmm. ask who'd be doing that. And the first what 15-20 plays are scripted. So that means that he came into tonight knowing I'm mm-hmm. going to throw the first three games, our first three passes right off the bat, straight in a row, that kind of got me a little off guard because we don't really even see that with Jimmy. I mean, usually they come out there, they'll start off with a run, pass, maybe run again, and it's like with Nick Holmes back there, you're going to throw it three times in a row. And yeah. I just to say this. How bad was the offensive line as a whole tonight? I mean, Trent Williams yep. was getting bullied, and you don't see Trent Williams getting bullied much. It's like, what the hell is going on? Who poisoned this team's food? I don't understand what happened because that's not the same Trevor Williams I'm used to seeing. No. And, and big, big Mike, no. slim Mike, I should say, is he's getting. Yeah. I tweeted earlier. He's getting pretty close to that B word, Matt. He's getting pretty yep. damn close to it. I don't know what's yeah. going on with him, but mentally, he's not there. He's just not no. there. He's regressed a, a whole bunch since last season.
1: Absolutely, I think you know. Honestly, I think the the scripted plays to pass. Um, were essentially because the Eagles had to pick up some guys off the garbage heap. Like, the Eagles are just as injured, if not more so, than the 49ers are. And the 49ers got reinforcements, and they still couldn't put up points. Still couldn't put up points. So, I mean, the blocking is terrible. I mean, we're talking about a team that relied on the run last year that can't run to save its life. Outside of a couple of big Mostert runs and a big McKinnon run, they haven't done anything. So, they're one of the worst running teams in the league. And when you can't establish a run, I mean, you know, you want to talk about the offensive line being bad. I mean, they absolutely were bad. But if you can't run the ball, I mean, your play actions aren't going to work. You're not going to be able to set anything up. Like, it, the mm-hmm. defense doesn't care. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, if you can't run the ball, then, like, who cares? All right, we're going to come yeah. after the quarterback now. Like, you're not going anywhere. Yeah, so, no, they
0: didn't you know. respect it at all. They didn't. No, respect and.
1: The they shouldn't have. And the un- unfortunate thing today is that, like, you know, for the most part, I think Dante Johnson played okay. Um, he's gonna get he's gonna get totally torn apart for that touchdown, and that was a bad touchdown. But you're talking about like the defense had to be out there forever because just you know, like, y- you force a punt, you go back out there, you get three and fumble, and then you give the ball to the Eagles in you know in plus territory, and then they score a touchdown. It's just you know. <sighs> Yeah, just a bad hey, game all good. the way around we didn't see Jamichael Hasty at all which I was I was shocked yeah. by because yeah. McKinnon didn't do anything Jeff Wilson Jr. came in and had like I don't know four carries for like five yards like put the kid in there you know yeah. like do something
0: I was surprised uh, to see them stick with McKinnon for as long as they did because yeah nothing was working with him no matter if it was an outside run inside run draw, nothing was working he couldn't get it going and I was kind of surprised to see Kyle not realize that and sense that and pull him. And once he did get Jeff Wilson in there, he had a little bit of success. I don't want to say a ton, obviously, but he he had he had, he had three carries hard. for six
1: yards. He didn't do shit. It was Let's more than right. he didn't do shit. The
0: line repeatedly, which is what McKinnon was doing.
1: No, McKinnon had a better yards per carry average than Wilson did. McKinnon was fourteen for fifty-four. Well, I'm sure as a whole,
0: yeah, but at that moment, he just but. constantly kept getting stopped.
1: You got you to gotta, you gotta put the kid in and see what the kid can do because, yeah, I mean, you know, and I don't want to say it's all negative because I saw a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful green pass that turned into a rushing attempt because it was behind the line. But that hurdle by Ayuk was fantastic. And so oh. it's one of those things where you're just like, man, if you can get a quarterback out there that knows how to play the game and not a career backup like Nick Mullins is, micro-dick noodle arm Nick. Like, I don't want to hear – I really don't want to hear – about him ever again for as long as i live don't don't talk to me about that because that dude sucks okay there's a reason why he went undrafted and you're seeing it and i said before the game the more you see of him the less you're gonna like and that came to fruition tonight and it sucks that that had to happen because this game was so winnable i mean cj bethard almost a victory you know what i mean like cj bethard came in and started tearing it up you know in a two-minute offense and it's just like it's one of those things where that that almost made it worse when Beathard came in and started closing the gap and it got a little better or whatever. Like that almost made it worse because it was like, well, you know, when it's 25, 14, you're just like, all right, well, whatever. We're not going to make it. It's fine. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Then they go down the field, march down the field, score real quick. And then it's like, well, hold on a second. And then they three and out. And then they start marching down the field and you're like, oh man, we could really do this only to have your heart broken. It's just, it sucks. The whole the whole yeah. thing sucked. I, yeah, I thought, I thought Fred Warner played bad today. Um, he looked a little lost on plays that I'm not used to seeing Fred Warner look look that that bad on. Um, McKinnon sucked. The line was horrendous. I mean, the line was. I think we need to give Jimmy a like a, an appreciation award for what he does <laughs> with that line. Um, because yes. this whole season they've been blocking terribly. So, you know, hopefully Jimmy can come back because. I mean, we can't be dropping games to the Dolphins because after the Dolphins, we have to go and play New England. And, you know, we're getting into the tougher part of our schedule. Mm -hmm. And we should have came out of this game three and one. And this was a total ball drop. Uh, This was a total away game. And it's just, it's super unfortunate.
0: It really is because, like you said, even with all of the injuries, how badly they played up until most of the fourth quarter, this game was within the 49ers' fingertips. They should have won it. As soon as Nick threw that pick six, I knew there's no way they're winning with Nick under center. Yeah. Um, And and maybe they should have pulled him sooner. Who knows? But they had George and Debo back. They had enough people on offense to get the job done. Like you said, Philly was just as injured, if not more so. Um, The only difference is they have Carson Wentz. And when it comes down to these kind of scratch games where it's either team, you obviously favor the better quarterback. Carson Wentz was by far the better quarterback tonight. And it's unfortunate because Nick played really well last week, and I said it. I've mm-hmm. said it before. You know, you ask of your backup quarterback, you can only expect fifty percent of the games they start to win. They he won last week. He wasn't going to win this week, and he. I was just hoping for a better performance at least, man. But not at all. It was an ugly, ugly performance, and obviously there were some injuries too. Um, we just heard from uh, Ian Rappaport. Looks like newly signs Zianza tore his biceps. so. The help that the 49ers are getting is yeah, he's not done for this. Se- if
1: that's if that's that's a thing, he's done for the season. He won't be back. Yeah,
0: he's gone. Um Varedes, yeah. I know, left with a hand injury. He came back. K1 was injured. I don't I don't believe he came back. He kind of left twice. The second time yeah, he that, didn't come back. That so. hip
1: thing that I think that hip thing was really bothering him, and I think they needed him out there just for the sheer numbers game, but I don't know if he was ready to go and played a part. Um yeah, man, injuries are still killing us. But, you know, you took it, you took an Eagles' strength, which was their interior defenses, which is interior offensive line. And it wasn't, it wasn't good. You know, it's not, I mean, and it's not like Carson Wentz was a world beater. It's not like the Eagles were world beaters. I mean, it's just, you know, the Eagles had 267 total yards of offense. The Niners had four. Okay. The Eagles averaged 4.5 yards per play. This was literally a game of turnovers, and Nick Mullins, 49ers. This is on Nick Mullins. This is not on Kyle Shanahan. It's not on the defensive line. It's not on the offensive line. It's not anything. Okay? When Nick Mullins threw that first pick, he should have eaten that ball. Trent Taylor hadn't even beaten his man to the spot, let alone the guy that dropped coverage to pick that off. Okay. The guy that was covering Trent didn't even pick it off. It was another guy that came forward because Nick Mullins couldn't stand to eat the ball. You cannot throw red zone interceptions. And then the second interception, I mean, what was he looking at? Uh, I mean, the DB was over the top and, and the wide receiver normally, yeah, you can throw that unless the linebacker is sitting directly in your line of sight, like was there. I mean, they're showing the replay and it's from, you know, the backfield view. And it's just like, wait, what, what are you even looking at, dude? Like, yeah. are you trying to just stare a hole through the guy's head and hopefully you Like, what? It seemed like the high even school Chris quarterback wouldn't even make that throw.
0: Yeah, it seemed like even Chris Collinsworth was trying to defend it as they were showing the replay. And I know we're seeing this, but you got to remember the quarterback sinks something. it's like, no, there's no, no reason for him to make that throw. There's nobody there. Don't throw. Don't make that throw. Take the throw. No.
1: And it's not even like so earlier in the day. um Ryan Fitzpatrick threw a pick against Seattle or a near pick against Seattle down near the red zone. Um, and it was like, I think it was KJ Wright or Bobby Wagner or whatever. It was a weak side linebacker playing off zone that, you know, came into the picture late, right? He read the quarterback and came in and, and came in and almost picked off the ball or picked off the ball. I can't remember if it was an interception or not, but at least in that point he wasn't directly in your line of sight. Like the linebacker here was, and I don't know what Bethard was, Looking at, or I'm sorry, not Beathard Mullins was looking at or not looking at, but there's no excuse for that throw. I mean, that, that is a, that's a Johnny Menzel throw. That's a, that's a Colin Kaepernick <laughs> against the Arizona Cardinals four picks in the first half type throw. Like you cannot make those throws. Does it, you are not a starting quarterback in the NFL, sir.
0: No, not at all. And I think he made that clear tonight. Um, There were a few positives. You touched on one. Sure. Let's let's touch on a couple while we can, because there really wasn't much Mm -hmm. pretty about this game. Um, George Kittle, he was fantastic. 15 targets, 15 receptions, 183 yards, and a touchdown. You couldn't have asked for a better return outing for George Kittle. No. He did all he could to help Nick Mullins win this game. He should have targeted more, frankly, because if so, Well, I do think that
1: actually played a part in the problem is that Mullins didn't seem to have eyes for anybody other than George Kittle. And, you know, I picked George Kittle to be my offensive MVP in the, um, that bore out, um, because, you know, Kittle is so dynamic. Um, but you know, it was one of those things where it just seemed like if Kittle wasn't available for, you know, whatever the offense was doing, the offense just stalled outside of that. You know, there was like, you know, in the first half it's like, well, Kittle has this many, I think it was five catches for 83 yards in the first half. Mm-hmm. And it was like outside of that, he had Mullins maybe had like two or three completions for like 15 yards. You know what I mean? It's just like, well, just go to one guy. The whole purpose of the whole boon of Kittle and Debo coming back was that now it opens things up, especially against such a depleted secondary. And the fact that Mullins just didn't seem to, you know, the, the play that he had the touchdown that everybody was like, man, Jimmy wouldn't have seen that throw on the backside um last week none yeah. of that was there there was no reading defenses there was no moving through progressions he seemed to panic um everything's oh god what do i do what do i do during the headlights look and you know it's kind of weird given that he had extra time to prepare just wonder if the big lights are a little bit too much for him maybe kyle expanded the playbook i don't know but at the end of the day two terrible turns turnovers a fumble that you just can't have like you can't throw those picks you can't have that fumble so you know
0: no,
1: no. you know take yeah. take that away though um George Kittle was I don't want to take away from George um again IU dynamic looked really really good it was good to see Debo out there I know I said he wouldn't get any reverses he definitely got a and <laughs> if, and immediately lowered his shoulder into somebody so you know it was <laughs> one of those things where it's like okay well we said you know that he wasn't going to do that, but he did. And that's what you get. So there were things here that you can build upon, especially if you get Jimmy back, especially with, I mean, this game against the dolphins becomes critical now. I mean, you, you have to just smack the shit out of them. You know, like there's yeah. no room for, for error there. You have to beat them. You have to go to new England at three and two. Um, at this point, you know, I, I hate to say it. This team is not going to win the division. I don't think so. Um, I think, they can make the playoffs as a wild card, especially with the extra slot. But, you know, with the way Seattle's been playing, it's just, it's really hard. I mean, they're in third place now. Um, actually, they might be in last, given that Arizona would have the head-to-head tiebreaker. So,
0: yep.
1: you know, it it's going to be a struggle. And Jimmy's going to have to come back and lead this offense. And, you know, hopefully Weston Richburg can come back off the pup. Hopefully Richard Sherman can come back. Hopefully we can get some of these reinforcements. And kind of pick it up because tonight was just sloppy, sloppy, sloppy. And if we don't get the play that we need to out of these guys, um, especially at the quarterback position, especially at the line position, you know, people are going to be talking about the Super Bowl hangover, and it sucks. But you know, I mean, nothing it, it's else to be true.
0: Got. That's what it looks like. Um, and I, I don't, I think this team didn't realize how much they would actually miss. Weston Richburg which I don't know why because they missed him terribly when he was out last season Mm -hmm. but they I mean interior offensive line has been a problem for this team going back to last season and I think it was highlighted the most in the Super Bowl and they did absolutely nothing about it in the draft in in free agency they traded for Trent Williams which is fantastic however they didn't do anything else so it's like they need to address this interior offensive line because if Jimmy comes back, it's no good if he gets beat up You know, every time he drops back anyway. He, he's not going to be able to stay healthy. So I just feel like they need to address that um, mm-hmm. in order to have any success moving forward. Hopefully, Richburg comes back. He's not rusty. Hopefully, he's able to step in and, and produce at a high level right away. Um, also, I thought that I was hoping to get to see – I mean, we're a quarter through the season now. I was hoping mm-hmm. to see Trent Taylor a little more involved. I know things are kind of different because Mullins has been in there for a few games, two and a half. And, you know, Jimmy was only in there, but still it hasn't really seen, it haven't really seen much of Trent Taylor. No, Um, I think he's done. This and, and to add on to that, the special teams play of this team is, is non-existent. Fair catches, fair catches, catch for a yard here and there. They need some help. A good. How about the, uh, how
1: about, how about the Dante Pettis catch the punt return juke, in place for two yards and then get tackled and go absolutely nowhere. Yeah. Can we just, can we just get rid of Dante Pettis already? He's pissing me off. Like he's an absolute <laughs> waste of roster spot. Everybody, listen, everybody knows he's a bust of a pick. He's never going to amount to anything. He can go and raise cats with the Seattle Seahawks, cheerleader, girlfriends, whatever. Do, do what you got to do. You're not a football player, dude. Fuck out of here. I'm tired of Dante Pettis on this team. He's wasting a roster spot. Trent Taylor, Listen, you had potential, but I think injuries have sapped you of the little athleticism that you had. You're not a guy, dude. It's time to go. You know, th- these are things that we're really going to have to address. And I know you talked about interior O line, you know, being a real issue and not addressing it. Listen, cornerback, we did not address it. And Thank it you. showed tonight. Okay. Right. We are so thin at the corner position. I mean, it's it's absolutely a joke you know again Dante Johnson and it's unfortunate because he played okay for most of the game but he was playing against bums I mean that guy that caught the touchdown pass have you ever heard of that dude before Fergham No, a the NFL. Name, Fergham burn you right the ball was right there all you had to do was reach up one of your grubby little mitts and you could have knocked the ball away and you did nothing yeah. nothing
0: yep and Everything that we saw positive from Jason Verrat, I know he got injured early on, but I mean, he didn't really look great this week at all. Um, And and adding on to Dante Johnson, there was a play where I believe Carson Wentz was split out wide and Jalen Hurts was under center. And Carson Wentz was blocking Johnson. It's like, dude, you're getting punked by the quarterback. And look, don't get me wrong. I know Carson Wentz is 6'5", 2-something, but as a defensive player, when you have the green light to actually hit the quarterback, that's when you do it when you're not going to get yep. flagged for it, and they, he got punked by him. So that was atrocious. But, Matt, I want I want to read off to you the 49ers' gauntlet stretch because after next week when they have the Dolphins, they have the Rams. Um, it looks like they have the Rams at home, and then they go to New England, and then Love they that. go to Seattle, and then they come back home for the Packers. They go to New Orleans. They go to the Rams, and then they come back home for the Bills. How tough is that seven-game stretch going to be even with Jimmy back?
1: It's a brutal stretch. Um, yeah. There's a <laughs> – I mean, the Dolphins, again, you have to go in and smack the Dolphins because if you can come out of that next – the six games after that, if you can come out of that three and three, I mean, that's that's going to be fortunate. You know, um, New Orleans always a tough place to play. We have to play there in New Orleans for the second year in a row. And I know Drew Brees hasn't been that great, but whatever. You know, he'd still – um green bay you know you should be able to smack them around but again this team has shown that the games you think that they are going to win easily it turned into these slug fests you know division games always tough with the way seattle's playing right now in seattle that's going to be a tall task task for the 49ers Um, and the Rams, you know, you never know which Rams team you're going to get. One week they're going to put up 40, the next week they're going to put up 17, like they did today against the Giants. So you never know. Uh, you know, you just hope that Jimmy gets back. Um, Ace Daddy saying CJR Mullins against the Dolphins. I bet you dollars to donuts that it's going to be Jimmy. Uh, I think after two weeks that he is going to get back in there because I just don't see them rolling out these you know, on-fire dumpsters out there under center to, to ruin this team's season any more than it's already, it's already happened. So, yeah, it's, it's bad. It's, it's bad. was just bad. It was yeah,
0: bad. It, was, it was ugly all around. Um, I, I was tweeting with somebody, and they were trying to say that it's mainly on Mullins. And while I do agree it's mainly on Mullins, it's not all on him. He was the darkest spot out there. But there are plenty of other dark spots, including – Trent Williams, including Mike mclinchy Um, you know, the defensive defensive backs looked bad. Defense, um, they couldn't really get home on any of the pressures they were they were having. It just didn't make any sense. I mean, they were allowing Wentz to kind of just escape out of the pocket, knowing how deadly he gets once he rolls out. And then sure enough, he would either scramble for a first down or find a receiver down the field 15 yards for a first down. So yeah. it was so frustrating. So so frustrating. Um, but another bright spot I do want to talk to talk about, excuse me, is Kerry Heider. He's looked good for the how what third, fourth week in a row since he's been on this team. He looked good, and you you said it in the group chat during the game. He has really, really great play recognition once it's happening. He's able to kind of sniff it out and know what's going on. I think there was an end around, um, if I Mm -hmm. remember correctly, and he sniffed it out right away. And he nope pulled back on his block and got it, and then he was able to allow uh, tart tackle for a 12 yard tackle for loss. So Kerry Hyder has looked pretty good. And yep. I know it's impossible to replace Nick Bosa and the production you get out of Bosa, but Hyder's, you know, I would say he's average quality starter in the league at that position. So the 49ers kind of lucked out by getting a veteran in Kerry Hyder.
1: Yeah. And, you know, again, I think the defense overall actually played pretty well. Um, I think they were let down by the offense and stretches. It's, it's tough when, the offense has three turnovers, and you know, I know they got the one interception off of once early. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. got the interception. Um, but you know, when you're turning the ball over like your territory, um, you know, a few times, a few times you're having three and outs, you know, the defense is going to get tired, and we saw that. And you know, um, I think for the most part. The defense played pretty well. Again, Dante Johnson gave up that touchdown, but that notwithstanding, I thought Eric Armstead was all over the field. Um, I thought that he played pretty well. So um, they had a couple sacks, not as many as you would like. Um, that's I, again, I think that's a scheme issue. I think that that mobile quarterbacks, you know, because we we saw it later in the in the game too. Um, there was that play where they brought uh, Taylor in at DB. And it looked. I mean, I I told you know Mm -hmm. I told my wife was watching the game with me. I was like, watch, they're going to target him. And brilliantly, Robert Sala ran a corner blitz with Taylor, and they sacked on that play. So, you know, maybe it's a thing of where Sala might need to dial up more blitzes, um, especially as the backfield gets a little more healthy. You know, maybe Akello comes back, maybe Sherman's back, and you know, you could dial up some more blitzes, but. You know, uh, when we think about, I didn't think Kinlaw did anything tonight. I didn't. I don't remember hearing his name at all.
0: He, yeah, I mean, he didn't do enough to show up on the stat sheet. I saw him kind of get pressure in a couple of plays, but for the most part, this was kind of his worst game, I would argue this season. Yeah. Um, He's played pretty well in the first three games. This game, he didn't really do much. Um, I, I, I would hope for a better outing from him because the Eagles' offensive line was equally as beat up as the rest of their team was. So I was hoping that the Fortnite would be able to get home on some of these sacks and, and Kinlaw especially, but he wasn't really able to do that, and that was unfortunate to see.
1: Yeah. yeah. I'm going I mean,
0: through some of the quotes here, Matt. Uh, yeah. Nick Mullins on why it was so hard for him to get into a rhythm. That's a good question. Because I kind of head and head have head a noodle head. arm. It didn't execute, and that's all it really comes down to. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Kyle Shanahan asked if Jimmy Garoppolo – when he'd be ready to go? Not sure. Hopefully he'll be ready to go by Wednesday, but I'm not sure yet. Do you think he's being a little coy on that?
1: Um, I just don't think he cares to answer the question right now. <laughs> if, it, if it was me, I wouldn't want to talk to the media and I'm going to give them the most platitude laden answers that I can give them. You know, after a tough loss like this, I'd be pissed off and want to get, get the hell out of Dodge. You know what I mean? And it's just mm-hmm. like, alright, well, let's go back to the drawing board and see what we can do. We got, you know, a pretty crappy Dolphins team rolling in, and we need to beat the brakes off of them, and you know, maybe that's the layup that Jimmy needs, so, you know, and and with Nick Mullins, like, what is he supposed to say? You know? Yeah. Like, what is he What he should say is, I'm fucking trash, and I shouldn't be the quarterback for the 49ers because I make dipshit decisions with the football, but he's not going to say that. He's going to be like, well, that's on me, and you know I gotta play better, and I have gotta execute, and you know I gotta gotta do all this stuff. And if we do all that stuff, then you know, to, guys put me in position to make great plays, and I just I just didn't do it. Blah blah blah. It's the same shit you hear from everybody. It's not it's not anything special. You know what I mean? Like the guys that made plays made plays. Listen, mm-hmm. George Kittle showed up tonight, played his ass off, played fantastically. Yep. Brandon Ayuk played his ass off you know what i mean he he made great plays you know debo for the limited amount that he was out there tried to make plays so you know it's it's they look good it's unfortunate
0: yeah they, they look good um they just you know we've said it as soon as nick bosa and solomon thomas went down along with a handful of other key starters richard sherman d ford we said you know this offense isn't going to be able to depend on their defense keeping them in games like they did last yeah. year they can't keep doing that. The offense is going to need to start putting up 30 a game in order to win. They did it the last two weeks. This week they came out flat. And I think, you know, we both said it, but I think you you said it mainly on the preview is that as long as they don't come out looking ahead, as long as they don't come out looking towards Miami, yeah. you know, looking at any of these other tougher games, they should be fine. It looks like that's exactly what they did. It looks like they came out overlooking and underestimating the Eagles, who were a hungry team. And as bad as they've been, they're if they win tonight, they're in first place with the NFC East, which is ridiculous because they came into the night 0-2-1. Um right. and they were hungry. They wanted it more than the 49ers wanted it. And I think that was obvious because they went out there and fought for it. The 49ers didn't really fight for it. And it you know? all started on offense. It all started on offense. Nick Mullins couldn't lead drives. Um, there was that that sequence that you talked about, you know, they just got that Jamar Taylor sack. They got the, mm-hmm. the Eagles hunting from, you know, their own side of the field. And then I, I tweeted out right when it happened. The 49ers need to have a long drive here that ends in points. They cannot ask their defense to go right back out there after they just gifted them a short field. And what do they do? Two plays later, Mullins is scrambling out there and fumbles. It's just like, oh, my God, you couldn't ask for them to do less because they literally yeah. did the least possible out there as, as, as a whole. Um yeah. But yeah, I, I saw um I, I forget who commented on there. Uh Ayuk Britt, one two five. Yeah, Ayuk looked great in the few times that he did have the ball. I, I'm really excited to see what he's turning into, the, the the weapon he's turning into for the 49ers. Um he he essentially went into that end zone untouched. And they even said it on the yeah. broadcast, I don't know if that hurdle counts as a I mean,
1: that hurdle was sick. That it hurdle was, amazing. was so sick.
0: Yeah, it was amazing. I haven't seen anything like that from any 49ers in a long time. So. I was
1: just like, oh, my God, that was amazing. Yeah, and yeah. it's just – so so. we have the playmakers. We should have started Jeff Wilson Jr. Jeff Wilson Jr., listen, I know. Why does everybody want to crown these shitty backups, man? They're shitty backups for a reason. Jeff Wilson Jr. is not the guy. Just like Jet McKinnon – cargo plane McKinnon is not the guy. <laughs> Mostert looks like the guy, you know. We need to see what we get from Jamichael Hasty to see if he's the guy. You know, there are there are plays that you can make, but like Jeff Wilson Jr.'s been here for years. We know what he is. He's a short yardage back, can give you maybe occasional juice out of the backfield, but he had three carries for six yards. He didn't do anything today. It's not like he would have get gotten through that line. The the key thing with McKinnon, or I'm sorry, uh with Mostert is that Mostert has speed. If he gets past one guy, boom, he's gone. You saw it. 23 miles an hour against the Jets. Yep. You know? Once he gets to the edge, he's gone. These other guys, Cargo play McKinnon, slow as shit. Jeff Wilson Jr., slow as shit. At least Jermichael Hasty has wiggle and looks like he has speed. This team is built for speed on in the running game, especially with the interior line blocking really bad. Like, it is what it is. You need to get those guys out on the edge and in space and then – go from there, but yeah, man, you're not going to win any battles with, with McKinnon or Jeff Wilson jr. You know?
0: No, not at all. Um, A quote from Fred Warner here uh, on being 0 and 2 at home. You know, it just shows that there's no urgency essentially. Um, I just lost the quote here, but he pretty much just said, they asked him, what is it? What does it show that you guys are 0 and 2 at home and you won your two games on the road that there's no urgency that they, they don't feel like they need to get it done. And maybe that's because they played, you know, the week one, you could kind of chalk up to a fluke. Um, the, the You know, the Cardinals yeah. haven't looked as good as they did in week one since. But this game, I, I think this hold game specifically-
1: – Hold on, hold on, hold on. david Yang in the comments. No, he's not. Mostert is not the most famous player on the offense. Jimmy Garoppolo is. Stop. Stop. Mostert is not. It's Jimmy Garoppolo. If you don't have a quarterback, you don't have anything. Yep. So no 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 no. And I, I just want to I want to revisit the 0 and 2 at home and 2 and 0 on the road. Let's remember the 2 and 0 on on the road is against the Giants and the Jets. Okay. This has been a very easy early schedule. This team very well could be 4-0 rather they than 2-2. So this is concerning going forward. Very concerning going forward. Yep. Um, because I mean It's almost impossible to lose to the Jets and Giants at this point. They're so terrible. (laughs) And you think in the comforts of your own home that you would come out sharp. You would come out and you want to play. And, you know, both games have been flat. And even – listen, even in the first game against Arizona, at least, you know, at least the offense could get some stuff going. You know what I mean? It wasn't great, and Jimmy made some bad plays, but it wasn't anything like tonight. Tonight was even worse. So Mm – the team has to get past these injuries, otherwise it's gonna be it's gonna be a long year, and then we're gonna be playing for 2021 when half of our team is gonna be free agents wow. after this year. So yeah. I mean the window is really, really, really closing fast. And you know, we don't wanna we don't wanna downgrade back to the you know the Chip Kelly slash Mike Nolan slash Mike Singletary days. No, you know, I
0: don't even want to, to hear those off. names.
1: Exactly. But I mean, it's something we kind of have to, like, look at, you know? Like, they didn't address corner at all. I it, It's so baffling to me. They didn't draft a corner. They didn't sign a corner. They didn't do anything. And you're talking about Akella Witherspoon, Emmanuel Mosley, Richard Sherman. Like, everybody is going to be a free agent. What? Are you, and what are you going to do? What are you going to stock the cover with? There's There's holes on this team that legitimately need filling, and I don't know that we have the space to do it with. So... You know, the team is bad. Bad. I don't think the team is bad. I think the team is struggling. There's a difference between a struggling team and a bad team. I don't think it's a bad team. I think injuries have really hampered the team, and they're not overcoming the adversity well. So,
0: no, not at all. And and it's a lot to ask of your backup quarterback um, when when nobody else is kind of performing well or not. I don't want to say nobody because there were good people out there. Good performances out there. I should say Kittle had good performance uh iuk had a good performance but Mullins for the most part held the offense back and i do think if jimmy was out there it would have been a totally different story even right. with all of the pieces that were missing on both sides um so yeah i, I agree with matt there and you got to wait and see when jimmy gets back who who knows how much different this team's going to be because he looked really really good and i know it was against the jets you can discount that all you want. But he looked great making some of the throws, escaping from pressure, rolling out right. before he left with that ankle injury. So I'm just excited to see once he gets back what he can actually do now that he'll have Debo, Kittle, and Ayuk kind of coming into his own all yep. at his disposal. And hopefully it starts this Sunday against the Dolphins because the 49ers, they don't have any more time to waste. The NFC West is the best division yeah. in football. The Seahawks are looking like – by far, you know, maybe maybe right up there with uh Kansas City, although Kansas City will would dominate them just due to the Seattle's well, horrible defense. Their offense is think, looking as I good as anybody. I'm
1: gonna disagree with you on that because Seattle's defense is garbage. I think they've well, given up so. other than the Dolphins, they've given up 30 points in every game this season. Like they they give they give you points for free. And they struggle. Yeah. I mean, the Dolphins kicked like 18 field goals today. If they could have scored any touchdowns, it would have been far closer. Um, no, I just wonder, you know, Jimmy with the running game, I wonder because people crap on Jimmy all the time and you know, announcers crap people in the know, understand what Jimmy Garoppolo brings to the table. And I wouldn't be surprised if if opposing teams if our run game was successful because they have to worry about what Jimmy Garoppolo can do. You know what I mean? And and with Nick Mullins, it's like I'm not scared of Nick Mullins. If Nick Mullins gonna beat me, he's gonna beat me. Who cares? If he beats me, that then so be it. We were going to lose anyway, right? But you don't want to let the run game beat you, you know. So, I don't know, man. I'm just this whole situation is confusing because I don't think Kyle's calling terrible plays. I think the plays are there, just bad play from you know. I mean, the line was, I would say, at least above average last year. Yeah, it just mm-hmm. looked terrible this year. I don't. It's just it's like
0: been bad every week. It's been. It's. I would argue it's gotten worse.
1: As yeah, oh, up. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a thing of where like uh, these guys. Did you forget how to use your hands? Did you forget how to like get up into somebody? I mean, we've seen people get blown by. And Maglinci, somebody get that man a sandwich. How much yeah. weight has he lost?
0: Yeah, it's it looks been like bad, it's been- man. He looks really thin. He, he he's slim, Mike. He's not big Mike anymore. No. And and I, maybe it was just me, but watching tonight. It looked like he could have been called for a false start on every single play because he's so terrified of getting bull rushed that he's moving that foot back early on every single snap. It's like, dude, have some confidence in your play. He's like a giant baby out there. He's getting pushed around by everybody. Backups, people they just signed off the street, it doesn't matter. Mike McGlinchey is getting pushed all over the field. And I don't understand why the 49ers – waste invested the pick that they did if this is what they're going to get as far as the return on their investment because he's getting like i said close to that bust word and there's not much time for him to prove it um i saw uh nick newman from uh all 49ers sports Illustrated he posted a clip on mullen's i believe first interception and mcglinchey just gets beat man he's just getting it's sad he's he's the sole reason why nick throws that and look, it's not the right yeah, read. Don't get
1: me I mean, wrong. It's the sole reason why Nick was under pressure. But Nick needs to hold on to that fucking Nick ball. Was don't bail out Nick was forced to throw, throw that. that.
0: I'll say it that way. He was, he the was the forced.
1: He no, no, you you covered. Jimmy would have eaten that ball. Jimmy would have held that okay. ball okay. and just taken the sack.
0: The reason you why cannot, Nick cannot th- no, you cannot no no
1: no 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 no. I'm not going to let you do this. You cannot throw that ball in the red zone. I don't care who you no, are. i you don't care what kind of pressure. You just eat that ball. So yes, he was under pressure, but don't throw that ball.
0: I agree. I'm just saying he's under pressure because McGlinchy gave up. Yes, completely. Just got bull rush and made it look like a giant. No, he baby did. He did there. get
1: bull rushed. Nick made
0: a horrible decision. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not defending it that. It
1: weird though. On that play, did you notice though that Mullins seemed to be almost directly behind McGlinchy on that? Like he drifted yeah. to McGlinchey's side, and mm-hmm. it's weird to me because it's like, well, the whole purpose of the pocket as a tackle is supposed to give a little bit to create this like you shape around you if you yep. just drift where McGlinchey's going well I mean that just lets the guy get to you quicker but yeah, yeah McGlinchey is, is. <sighs> maybe they need to kick McGlinchey inside or something I don't know dude but I he is not
0: that. it, it, yeah, wasn't, it wasn't pretty
1: no and you know it goes back to those things where I remember when he got drafted he played left tackle at Notre Dame and who was the guy that he played right next to you? Do you remember? Uh, no. Quentin Nelson.
0: That's right. That's right. And yeah, so yeah. people
1: were saying, is he actually good, or is Quentin Nelson so good that he covers up for McGlinchey's bullshit? And I think we're finding out that Quentin Nelson was just that good, and McGlinchey was overhyped as a draft pick. So, you know, it, it's unfortunate that the 49ers kind of get stuck with that. But, you know, I mean – I don't know what's going on with him. He, he looks so light. He looks like he's 260 pounds.
0: Yeah. No, you know what I mean?
1: Like, like crazy thin. Super thin. I don't know if he's like just someone shovel some fucking food in his mouth. You know what I mean? Like just feed the man. Just get him nice and fat, you know?
0: Hashtag feed slim Mike. Uh, I want to address a comment here, Matt. What do you guys yeah. think about Kinlaw dancing at the line when they were trailing late in the fourth? I personally didn't see it. However, I never like that if your team is down and if you have a, a play or whatever the case is to make you celebrate, that's an individual mm-hmm. accomplishment, you know, keep that shit in your mind because your team is down. And I think it was Steve Young or Jerry Rice came out a couple of weeks ago saying that, you know, the receiver shouldn't have been dancing when the Niners were down. What's your take on it?
1: I mean, it's, it's a kid being a kid, but I'm sure he's going to get hemmed up for that. I'm sure that, Sal is gonna to talk to him. I'm sure that Armstead's gonna to talk to him and be like, hey, dude, if you're if you got time to dance, you got time to buckle down and get more than two fucking tackles in the game. So it, it's I mean, it is what it is, you know, mm-hmm. and you hate to see it. I hate that too. I hate when you know you're down by 21 and you catch a pass and you get a first down and you signal for a first down. It's like nobody cares that you got a first down, dude. You're down by three touchdowns. Like, get out of yeah. here. I don't want to see that. You know what I mean? Like go do your business, handle your business, and the fun stuff will come. But you have to take care of the serious stuff first. And I'm you know, I'm not that listen, I'm I'm a San Diego Padres fan. I love it when Fernando Tatis does his bat flips and you know, I think that stuff is cool. Like celebrate, hype yourself up, you know, but there's a time and a place for that. And there's a time and a place to be serious and you know, dancing at the line in the fourth quarter when you're down, I don't know if that's the time and the place. So, you know. I don't. I don't know.
0: Not at all. Not at all. Mullins I, does not bad. have
1: a clutch gene. Mullins doesn't have a strong arm gene. Okay, so yeah, no, he's Mullins was terrible. I he cannot. Was very I, cannot bad. I, I cannot stress how terrible Nick Mullins was.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's funny because um, I, I think it was Derek Barnett. I forget who tweeted it out, but after Mullins' first interception, mm-hmm. he was uh, Derek Barnett kind of walked off of the field trailing Mullins talking crap to him saying you know I, I, I didn't get exactly what he was saying but he was talking crap to him probably telling him he's a crappy quarterback and I tweeted out you know Kyle probably said thanks Derek I'll take it from here and went ahead and continued to chew him out because that's how bad <laughs> Mullins was tonight he was he was atrocious at times and okay at best I mean there was another no yeah. I think he had one pretty throw that I think we we texted each other like okay that was a nice throw there but for the most yeah, part
1: to yeah that was that deeper pass to George Kittle
0: That's right, yeah. But then he followed it up
1: two throws later with the pick.
0: Yep. exactly. I mean, that's what it is. That's what it was with him tonight. So it's like the 49ers couldn't have won this game. And if they did, they shouldn't have won this game because they played poorly on just about all – in all aspects of the game, they did not play well enough to win. So they got what they deserved, unfortunately, that's the ugly truth of it all. They did not deserve to win this game. No. And I don't think that's a stretch by any means.
1: No, and I think they're going to get chewed in practice this week. Uh, I mean, I'll ha- is going to blow a gasket. Yeah. Um, Rightfully so. And he should, he should. Um, yeah, this was terrible play all the way around. The line especially, I mean, I don't who's the O line coach for the 49ers this year?
0: Is it uh, Chris Forster? Okay, well,
1: fire that man. Like, (laughs) they're bad. I don't know what they're doing, but it's not. I mean, bust out the old school John Madden five man sled. Get out there on the sleds and have them hit and put their hands on something because whatever they're doing is just garbage. Garbage, garbage, garbage. You cannot have the game that they had today. There's no excuse for that. Today was, you know, on top of being sloppy, there were effort issues. ever want to see that from your team, um, just unacceptable play all the way around. I'm so disappointed and they lost by five. They had a chance to win it, but it felt like such a bigger loss than that. It felt like they were just behind the eight ball the whole night. And it's unfortunate, man, because they have so much more potential than what they showed. And, you know, it's just really unfortunate that in, in, In such a win it's you know, it it would have been one thing if this team had come in. You know, if we would have came in and we were playing somebody like the Seahawks or somebody like that, somebody really good, right? And we lose. Then it's like, well, okay, we're injured, you know, that's a hard thing. The Eagles are scuffling. Carson Wentz is scuffling, he's trying to save his career. And we come out and and drop you know, drop a deuce like that on the field, just like caught with our pants down, can't play well. You know what I mean? Like
0: it, it was bad. And and I mean,
1: yeah, this
0: team couldn't haven't hadn't won a game up until this point. They tied last week with the Bengals for Christ's sake. So yeah. this wasn't the best team in the NFC by any means. And the 49ers go out there completely flat, laying egg on in all aspects. Defense couldn't stop anybody. The one, the one adjustment I was finally thrilled to see was mm-hmm. Salah keep somebody there for the bootleg because Wentz kept, you know faking the handoff, running it for a first down. You know, it was like like yeah. clockwork. And finally, Sala kept, you know, a, a defender there who was able to kind of stop that, and, and you didn't really see too much of that after it. So you don't see too many adjustments from Sala for, for whatever reason. Sometimes he makes them, but for the most part, it's like they just continue doing it. This whole season they've struggled with mobile quarterbacks, even quarterbacks. I mean, Daniel Jones had that, like, 40-yard run, 40 yard run yep. against uh, a few weeks ago or last week. So it's just like, come on, man. The, the, he needed to do something. He finally did it. So that was promising to see. Um, moving on here, Matt, <laughs> 75 yeah. coach. McGlinchy must eat weight game powders. Maybe he has to, yeah. be, to be his weight coach. And yeah. we need to learn how to deal with the blitz better. We I know mean, right now.
1: And Miami is a great game to get right before you go into that hard uh, part of your schedule. You know, again, maybe Sherman's able to come back. We don't know. Maybe Jimmy's able to come back. You start getting healthier. And then some of these little tiki tack, you know, procedural issues go away because you have the veterans and the guys who are supposed to be in there are in there, you know, rather than, you know, Mullins. But again, I'm going to say this again. I don't want to hear shit about Mullins being a starting quarterback and taking Jimmy job anymore. Let's just that that's buried. That's dead. <laughs> so yeah, that's just, that's, that's uh, dead.
0: In response to Y Sway, yeah, Carson broke eight sacks. He's good at he's known for breaking sacks. Good game. Give Wentz respect. He's a magician. I mean Not breaking sacks. Look, the, the, the second him wasn't him all. Um for the most part, it wasn't like he was you know struggling out of or shaking out of four nine defenders, they just weren't touching him at all. They would get pressured, get close to him, and then he would spin out, scramble out of the pocket, whatever the yeah. case was, but it wasn't really them he kids. didn't he,
1: I mean other team. than the big run he didn't get a lot on the ground and he you know he was 18 for 28 for 193 you know again I don't think the defense was the issue it was Mullins turning the ball over. It was, yeah. That was the issue because I put the defense on the heels. I thought overall the defense played okay. Like that touchdown, again, to Dante Johnson was, you know, not the best. And, you know, the the touchdown that Wentz ran in when he put Jimmy Ward on skates down near the goal line, that wasn't great. But other than that, I mean, you know, the defense played okay. You know, if you take those three turnovers away, do you think that the Eagles score 25 points? No, they don't. No.
0: I mean, they – the 49ers' defense, on the other hand, gave the 49ers a short field from Al Shire's interception to, for the beginning yeah. of the game. I don't even think they got three points out of that, if I'm remembering correctly. No, which
1: was horrible. No. Exactly. They gave- so here's, here, here I'm going to give you some stats. If I had told you that the Eagles, that Carson went, you get an interception off Carson Wentz, that the Eagles would have 267 total yards of offense, and their third down efficiency was four for 13, Ugh. you would have told me the 49ers would have blown them out. Yeah. And instead they lose because Nick Mullins just shit the bed.
0: Man, it's just so frustrating because I know, the it's game really was tough. theirs for the taking. It was theirs for the taking, and it was – I mean, they, all the 49 yeah. offense needed to do was show up. All Nick Mullins needed to do was not turn the ball over. I mean, exactly. Jesus Christ, if he doesn't make those yep. interceptions and, and the fumble, they likely win the game, but they couldn't it, do it.
1: Hey, hey, Nick Mullins, I know you just scored – I know you just threw for 350 yards and put up 36 on the Giants. Here, have some offensive weapons back so that you can go and shit the bed with three turnovers and fucking score 14 points before you get yanked for C.J. fucking Bethard.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, Matt, <laughs> real quick here. What's on trade for Ryan Kerrigan if this season pans out?
1: I mean – oh. What are you going to trade for Ryan Kerrigan? Ryan Kerrigan's going to be 32. He gets injured a lot too. He's good, but then, but, but then again, you're going to get Nick Bosa back. Like how much defense – like why does everybody want to keep bolstering the defensive line? Yeah. They have a ton of – like we have – no. How about interior offensive line? How about – How about corner? Corner. You know? Like how about some of these other positions where we actually have need? You know, so that PFF isn't projecting us to draft Travis Etienne in the first round, right? Like, come on. Yeah. We need more of the defensive yeah. line. That, I mean, it's cool. Ryan Kerrigan's cool and all, but there's bigger holes in this team than defensive line. That's why when they drafted Kim Law, I was like, oh, my God, another defensive line, yeah. Like, I know. We were live. We were come on, like, man.
0: Oh, okay. That's a great perk.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah there uh, was there was opportunities out there to get you know a, a top flight corner or you mm-hmm. know something else in that position you know
0: they didn't do it um why Sway should have continued going to kittle because he couldn't stop at all they went to him 15 times i mean he he held in everything nick mullins threw his right way. it's hard to ask more of him i mean essentially cj went to him for the final play and it was you know it's a hail mary at that point it's a toss but I mean they couldn't ask too much more of George Kittle. He did everything that was asked of him. Uh Dave, right. we're gonna wrap these up here, guys. So sending your questions before we wrap them up, followed by Nick Hurt. Yeah, it hurt a lot, just as much as that pick six. Uh coach, we did mention special teams is horrible. There's no spe- special nothing special about the special teams at all, just like you said, no. they were flat, a couple of yards on max at each return. It's been atrocious. I don't know yeah, what's going on. We- they need to get this going. Can
1: we talk about that really, really odd attempt, on- that like drop kick kind of thing from Robbie Gould? That like, yeah. so you know, we were in position to, you know, we marched down the field with CJ Bethard and we were almost mm-hmm. in position to score, and then it it comes back to that with all that time left. Instead of having Wishnowski try to boot it out of the back of the end zone, we try that weird, odd. Yep. I don't know, man. Special teams sucks. This special teams here sucks. Other the than Robbie thing, Gould kick and field goals, it, it sucks. Yeah.
0: The only thing I can think of is that it didn't bounce the way he wanted it to, but still, the, the question is why did you go for the onside to begin with? Yeah. Um, even even Grant Cohn tweeted out, you know, th- the bottom line is if the 49ers start that last drive from their 40 instead of their 12,
1: right? They Maybe likely
0: win the game. Yeah, they likely w- go ahead and win the game, but nope, they went ahead and made that onside kick, that weird offensive onside kick, who the 49ers had no chance of recovering because yeah. it went to only uh um uh, an eagle, so it's like, you know, I don't know, that was a weird play. I don't I don't really understand that.
1: How long how long do you think it'll be until people say that CJ should start over Jimmy Garoppolo? Uh
0: hopefully never because I I'm hoping I that so Jimmy too, comes but back next week. And we know how was, out
1: of pocket 49ers Twitter gets though.
0: It gets really bad, but if everything pans out correctly, that should be all we see of CJ this year. Hopefully yeah. Jimmy comes back Sunday, and CJ, you performed admirably when needed, but hopefully your services are no longer needed. Good, sir. Yep. Um, and, yeah, how about a shutdown corner? That's what this team desperately needs, especially yeah. with the majority of their corners being free agents after the season. They need to address it right now uh, moving forward.
1: Uh, I mean, or at least a cornerback. Uh, like I would even, I would take a consistent corner, let alone a shutdown corner. Yeah, like just somebody yep. who's consistently pretty good. Yep. you know what I mean. Not the ups and downs that you have with the Akellos or the Emmanuel Mosley who gets chewed up by DeAndre Hopkins. You know, like just get the guy that goes out there and performs. You know, yep. like people don't talk about Kwan Williams enough. Kwan Williams is a stud, man, at that slot corner. And you see, like when he's injured, you see what kind of stuff happens. So even a guy like that who's just really, really consistent and is available, you know, to keep the guys healthy, you know, that that would be the most important thing to me. So, yeah. you know, hopefully that's, that's hopefully that's part of what happens when Sherman comes back. I hope that people are still scared of Sherman and that takes away part of the field. You know what I mean? So it's just something's got to give. This has just been a weird, weird. I mean, and 2020 has been weird in general, but yeah. for the 49ers, this has been a weird start to the season, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah, It really has been. And, you know, Sherm's been surviving off of his name alone and his reputation for pretty much the whole time he's been with the 49ers. So hopefully that continues. Uh, Coach, again, special teams doesn't lose games where they don't win any either. This is the perfect game to do so 100%, 100%. If they get that onside kick or even if they boot it through the end zone, pin the Eagles back deep, you know, the 49ers stopped them, had a timeout or two left, if I'm remembering correctly, however the case was. They should have won the game if they – they would have won the game if they
1: kicked that Yeah, game, uh, and, likewise, and I get the forward. thought – I get the thought behind that onside kick simply because you need Wisnowski to like boot it out of the back of the end zone because if you don't, then they're just going to bring it out anyway to kill the two-minute warning. So I get it from that perspective, but the execution of that onside kick – I mean, when's the last time Robbie Gould lined up for an onside kick? Like when? Yeah,
0: it, was, you know? it was very bad. It was horrible. Like, it, it's like you I, might as well have just kicked it
1: that's just something like when you, when you watch practice, you know, as, as a reporter or whatever, and you just see Robbie Gould futzing around and on the other field, just like, you know, soccer kicking stuff. You're like, ah, what's he doing? It was like, Oh, I'm practicing on. It's like,
0: yeah. okay,
1: cool. But that's not a real practical (laughs) thing. Not everybody (laughs) is the the Atlanta Falcons who will just like completely throw up all over themselves.
0: Yeah. Um, Even the announcers had said themselves, you know, like this is, usually kickers will kick something crazy you know before the game just to see if they can do it let's see if Robbie can do it I don't know what that was I hope that wasn't what he was intending to do because the 49ers had no chance of getting that ball if so uh Dave Yang that drive took CJ almost four minutes could have been faster probably it definitely could he was rusty he hadn't played in
1: okay well hold on are you talking about the scoring drive? Because CJ Beathard took four minutes to score seven, po- or, well, six points because the two two point conversion didn't work. Whereas Nick Mullins had three quarters to score fourteen. So, I mean, you can complain about a four minute drive, but he put points on the board and they put him in a position to win at the end of the game. It didn't happen, but. Like, and so the last play of the game too, I almost thought that with, with bunch on the right side, I thought that they were going to run it short because the, the, the Eagles looked like they were in like deep thirds. Mm -hmm. I thought they were going to, because there were seven seconds on the clock. I thought they could have ran like a 10 yard, like out towards the sideline or whatever to pick up the first down and then take a shot from closer. But you know, that didn't happen, but no, I I really think that, you know, Bethan came in and I mean, you're coming in as the backup quarterback the backup to the backup for the injured starter, and you're essentially running two minute drill the whole time you're in, and you, you march down the field twice and are a deflection away from perhaps winning the game. I don't know. I thought he did well, all things considered. Not that I want to see CJ Beathard anytime soon. Like that's a terrifying thought. And when he came in, yeah. I was like, Oh my God, how bad is this? Yeah, you know, uh... all the- all, all the all the air out of the Nick Mullins is the best balloon. Just the the rest of it just came flying out because <laughs> no one's left on that bandwagon. The wheels broke off. It's it's time yeah. to take that thing to the to the you know to the junkyard and just leave it there. I mean, it yeah. just you get replaced by C.J. Bather. You suck.
0: It was it was bad. Um, and to, that's what kind of amazed me about all this is because even after all of that it still came down to the last play. I think that just goes to show you the 49ers should have won this game a, a lot before it came down to any of this. They, they were in position to win it. And if Nick Mullins doesn't make a few boneheaded mistakes, they likely do. Um, and even that last play, I mean, CJ threw it exactly where it needed to be. It kind of went into Debo's hands and then Kittle almost caught it and then it was broken up. So it, it was it was a, just kind of up in the air up in the or up and down, excuse me, kind of play. But I mean it was fitting for this game because it was just so ugly all four quarters on both sides. They just couldn't couldn't get it going. But guys, I think that's going to do it for us today. Unfortunately, the 49ers are now 2 and 2. Um, they they couldn't get the job done. Nationally televised game looked like a complete joke. Let's hope they yep. get Jimmy back because they need to get some respect back. That's for sure, especially with yeah. themselves.
1: Yeah, go ahead. And then, you know, guys, like we appreciate you being here tonight. Um, go ahead and check us out um, over the course of the week. We're going to talk about what the 49ers need to do uh, in terms of getting back on track against the Dolphins and and what we can expect out of them uh, going going forward and everything like that. So um, fittingly we would lose. But I hate Bill Vinovich. Thank you. He's terrible. You. I hate that guy. Thank you for saying that, David. He sucks. I saw him on the, on the, the schedule and I was like, oh, no. This guy, he was in the Super Bowl last year and couldn't call us a holding call to save our lives. Not a single one. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, um, we have a winnable game against the Dolphins. Let's, you know, let's hope that the team gets stuff back in order. Let's hope Jimmy comes back. Um, we'll talk about in, in the week. So, thank you guys for joining us. Um, it was a tough loss, but season's only a quarter of the way through. We got plenty of football left, so hopefully we can get back on track and march towards the playoffs because once we're in the dance, anything goes.
0: That's right. And uh, thanks coach for the kind words. We do appreciate you all tuning in Um, catch us live after every game, after the press conferences, we will be here live with you guys recapping the game, taking questions, giving our thoughts. So make sure you check on Twitter and on YouTube. We will be live on both platforms. And uh, I think I'll end with this. Let's just go to bed tonight. Happy that we're not the Dallas Cowboys. Thanks guys.